Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Hello. We're glad you're here. Yeah, we are. Th this is Peculiar Pairings. My name is Matt. And I'm Celine. And uh, this is where we, we pair up some interesting treats and uh, interesting stories, and we chat yep. about it. We do. We do. Yeah. How, uh, so... how has oh, life been this week since, you know, it's been a little while? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not bad. A kind of, so certain ups and downs. Um, I, uh, for anyone who's unaware, I, I work for the Postal Service, um, and I've been uh, around the Twin Cities area. And uh, a few months ago, I moved in with my girlfriend, and she lives in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And for anyone who what? is, uh, again, unaware, that is about an hour and a quarter from where I work. So I've been driving around two and a half hours every day for a few months. Oh, my God. That is yeah. so much driving. It Luckily, I really like driving. And and uh, I also really love podcasts, which, which is one of the reasons we're doing this. It's just fun to do. But uh, it's it's kind of nice to just, you know, get up in the morning and pop in a podcast and I just kind of cruise around. Uh, but as much as I claim to love driving, I wouldn't mind not having to do an hour and a quarter each way before and after work every single day. Uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's, it gets to be a bit, especially since I have to start work at seven. So I have to get oh. up at like five twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, no. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So it, it's yeah. been a bit of a, a bit of a time not to mention, um, I, I did some very conservative math before making the move, um, about like how much I would spend on gas and I was figuring like 200 bucks and uh, uh, my girlfriend's dad has been very kind since moving into winter to let me borrow his, uh, his all wheel drive uh, uh, outback because I have a, a, a front wheel drive Dodge dart doesn't always yeah. handle the best in, yeah. In a Wisconsin, Minnesota yeah. winter, especially yeah. compared to an outback. For sure, for sure. And I, I've, I used to drive Subarus all the time. I actually had multiple Subarus, but when I got my new car, I really wanted something more updated and stuff. But the, not to knock Dart or Dodges, they just aren't as expensive as Subarus. And so when I looked yeah. at, yeah, when I looked at like what my budget was and what I could get nearly a brand new Dodge Dart for versus a uh, comparable Subaru, I mean, it was like at least twice the, the cost. And I'm like, I just can't do it. But, uh, anyway, all that being said, the, uh, Outback unfortunately costs uh, significant more in gas prices, uh, MPGs, so to speak. And, yeah, uh, so I've been does. spending, yeah, I've been spending closer to $500 a month on gas. And, uh, anyway, all wow. of that, yeah, all of that to say that just this last week, I got a notice that I have been accepted at the Eau Claire Post Office. So, uh, we, yeah, thank you. Sometime next month, uh, my commute will be cut from uh, uh, sometimes as as much as three hours to uh, about 10 minutes. That is really nice. Oof. I agree. I agree. That's thank wonderful. You very much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. The, the kind of yeah. downside of... Uh, of this week is that uh, we have been hit in the Midwest by a, a pretty significant blizzard. And uh, we also had President's Day on Monday. Mm -hmm. And 
for anyone who doesn't quite know how that affects the Postal Service, we always have Sunday off, and then Monday is usually our heaviest day because mail still comes in on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, well, when we also have a Monday holiday, that's two days worth of mail, plus whatever we would take in for Tuesday as well, uh, that we have to deliver on Tuesday. So we had Tuesday plus an insane blizzard, and uh, we're still, like, recovering from that heaviness on in the week. And we're getting more snow right now, so it's just... Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a time. Yeah. But, uh, how, how like are th- it. Yeah. How are things in the mountainous areas of Colorado? Cold. It's been very cold this week. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Like, I want to say yesterday we had a high of like five degrees. And the day before it was like maybe negative two. And we got. Wow. Yeah. We got a very light dusting of snow. Okay. Well, it's not too bad. Yeah, we're like, oh, I. they were telling us we were going to have, like, this huge storm and all of this, and then it's, like, nothing. Yeah. You're like, oh. Is, are cool. temperatures like that fairly regular in your area? Um, it's a little more rare in, like, Denver, but it does happen. Like, it will drop to, like, the tens and teens. Yeah. And so when it does, it's not su- like for super long, but it's yeah, been yeah. chilly. E- either way, below zero is is cold. <laughs> like regardless yeah. of whether you're used to it or not, it is just cold. It is. It really is. But you know, that's just kind of the time of year. Yeah, I I keep uh, telling everybody that like. Well, everybody at my my current office was asking, like, where I was moving to. And I'm like, I'm going to Eau Claire. And they're like, you're staying in the Midwest? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, you've been talking about going to, like, a warmer climate or something for to a like long time. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I would love to go to the Pacific Northwest where it's, like, you know, an average of 60 degrees all year. And it, yeah. it, it doesn't snow all that often. And uh and they're like why are you going to eau claire and i'm like well my girlfriend's there and and you know we live together and she's in a nursing program so we can't really move right now and i'm like you know yeah. and they're like, kind of doesn't it kind of seems like a lateral move and i'm like well it literally is yeah i'm like this is a this is a, a move of convenience I, I didn't like yeah decide to go to eau claire just because i was done with the twin cities it's like you know whatever it was the easier thing to do, really. Oh, for sure. Sh- yeah. And uh, I mean, we didn't even really talk about it because it's it's without question easier for me to move within the Postal Service than it is for her to move her entire education yeah. you know, with certifications and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, life happens and it is what it is. It is. And speaking of life happens, I actually have some exciting news that. Knowing who knows, I feel it is actually okay to share. So for any family members who listen to this, and this is how you find out. Sorry, I guess. Um, I'm going to be an aunt. My gosh. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's so exciting. It's very exciting. I figured grandma knows, so... Probably, yeah. You, you know. I, and I'm guessing grandma 
Not that uh, grandma isn't hip and in the know for a lot of things, but I'm guessing she's not a listener. So no, she, I'm guessing yeah. she is not. But, you know, when grandma knows, she tells mm. like everyone else. So you're like, OK, if grandma knows it is safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's safe to it's safe it's to safe release if she knows to release if grandma knows because, you know, grandma will tell everyone. Yeah. So I guess but, my, yeah. my my most obvious follow up question is, uh, do do they have a due date? End of August. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. It's always it's... always nice to be uh, one of those kids who has their birthday right before school starts each year. And you yep. get to be like the person who gets your license first and you get to go to R-rated movies before everybody else. That's true. I I mean, I personally wouldn't know. Me neither. <laughs> My birthday is April. Oh. Yep. I'm I'm in May, so uh, I was yep my senior yep. year of high school, seventeen, nearly the whole thing. Couldn't, and of course, one of those situations where all of my friends were like, "Hey man, let's go to an R-rated movie," and I'm like, "I I can't." They're seventeen. They're like, "They're not going to card you, bro." And they nobody, you know, nobody ever. Nobody's going to check. Exactly, and every single time I got carded. I mean, we only tried like oh three my times. God. Yeah, every single time, and so I'm that kid who either has to like go to a different movie or we like, I'm the reason that we have to see something else suddenly or change plans. Or I'm just suddenly like, well, I guess I'll uh, go sit in my car or something and just yeah, like, oh, see you guys later. Yeah. And then darn. the instant, the instant I turn 18, I don't ever remember being carded for an R rated movie again. Oh my God. Fantastic. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, it's an unfortunate situation. And yeah. speaking of unfortunate situations, uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for the topic this week. Yeah, I I don't know if it's necessarily an unfortunate situation. It's it's at least an interesting story. That's good. As we are talking about the Detroit Masonic Temple, Ooh. which. If, it's actually a very pretty building. Oh, that's cool. I Yeah. I guess I got the impression that something terrible happened there. So I was <laughs> maybe my segue wasn't as as accurate as I thought it might be. To be fair, that is kind of what I had hoped for. So this is kind of the oh, wow. Hold on. I'm looking at other stuff. I'm on the wrong screen. This is kind of like the inside and some of the outside, and I'll hopefully be able to Holy put some of moly. these on. I yeah. don't know what this building is. This one we don't care oh. about. <laughs> it's this big, grand-looking one that looks kind of like it's. It looks kind of like a church cathedral. Yeah, is kind of what it looks like. It's like there's a little of British Parliament in there, almost. And oh, pr I mean, they probably I'm... vacation there. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that it looked like that. Yeah, I didn't either until I started looking at stuff and I was like, oh, this is quite the building. Okay. Well, and to illustrate just how little I know about uh, Freemasons, um, I just for for this week's pairings, I simply rolled with the idea of masonry. And um yep. I tried to get something for the drink that was along those lines, 
but it ended up being all about just the idea of rocks. Because I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, like Freemasons, as far as I know, I, I'm not sure what like the origin is, but I've focused on the word Mason. And I'm like, I know that they do like stonework. So yeah. Rocky Road ice cream. Because <laughs> it has yeah. rock in it. Yeah, if and if you're me, because I'm weird about like nuts in ice cream, I went oh. with the classic fish food from Ben and Jerry's because it's the same thing, just like without the nuts. Oh, well, that's interesting because I uh, apparently also had no idea what Rocky Road ice cream was until I was finding it in the store. For some reason, I, I thought it was more like turtle ice cream or, you know, like oh, a turtle okay, sundae. Yeah. With pecans and caramel something and then maybe like brownie pieces. I had no idea it was nuts and marshmallow pieces. Yeah. I, yeah. I I thought I knew what it was. Had no idea. And so keeping with the theme of this whole podcast, I'm learning a whole lot already. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yeah. And then unfortunately, the, the drink doesn't really have anything to do with the theme as near as I can tell. Uh, it it's just, just sounded delicious. good. Yeah. And... Uh, I'm sure I'm not the first to think of it, but I call it the Coca Lua, and it's uh, it's just a few shots of Kahlua, uh, with uh, topped off with Coca Cola uh, on some ice. And so far, I'm really liking both of them. Yeah, the Coca Lua is just dangerous in how delicious yeah. it is. Yeah, and I've I've had Kahlua before, but I think I usually put it in coffee or um oh, or like yeah, hot cocoa. Yeah, yep. I didn't really expect it to taste so good with with uh coke but yeah it's pretty tasty it's it, like you said it's it's yeah. dangerous yeah see i'm i'm a fan of white russians oh yeah me so too having clue in that and being like okay well like what else is it good with and then trying this and being like oh <laughs> and kind of realizing, oh, so it's basically it's basically just a magical alcohol. Like you can kind of just pair it with anything and it's great. I am going to probably test that out and see if that is actually true. I, I endorse it. Absolutely. Good call. I I'm all about this. It It's delicious. I like that it's smooth and there's basically no burn at all for yeah. like anything. Yeah. And it's um it's it's a sort of concoction liqueur, so it's not super yeah. strong. So you can also feel confident and to, to kinda swig it down to your heart's content without, you know, it's suddenly just hitting you super hard. So it's yeah. it's kind of perfect. It really is. So diving right in to everything. Yeah. Can't talk about the Masonic Temple without talking about the Freemasons. And before I get ahead of myself, I'm going to list my sources. I have hauntedrooms.com, detroithistorical.org, Wikipedia, michiganradio.org, and an article from Ghost Files from the Mitten, which I think that one was a blog. Oh, although with how many things you've already listed that sounded like... uh like ghost things, I feel, I feel more, uh, vindicated in, in assuming that it was like haunted and, and dealing with hauntings and stuff like that. Yes. I mean, I think I did say that it was haunted. So. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> that I explains that. that. Maybe I didn't. I'm well, re- regardless, it's not reflected in our pairings anyway. Oh, I had, no. right, I had, I had said an unfortunate event, so I was yes. thinking of a haunting as unfortunate, but uh, either I mean, way, beautiful pretty. building. I mean, if yeah, yeah. if you're going to have a haunted building, that one's a pretty good one. It is. It's got, like, the gothic neoclassical architecture to it, and it looks a lot like the European gothic churches, which are just beautiful and huge. Yeah, yeah. And with an oddly sort of American aesthetic, if that makes sense, it it almost, it, it looks like what an old gothic church would be if it were made in, like, 1950s America. Oh, no, absolutely. So, the Freemasons. For anyone who doesn't know, we're going to do just like a shallower dive that's, into that's the me, Freemasons. So definitely. I, I have no idea, so I'm on board. <laughs> they, there's a lot going on with it, and I'm like, that's just too much information all at once. But, so, real brief... They are a fraternal organization, so I always think frat house. Woo! It is, I believe they are a men-only organization, Mm. actually. That might have changed in the last few years, but from what I understand it as, it is all men. Somehow I, yeah, somehow I wouldn't be shocked... I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't. Yeah. And they self-describe as bu- a beautiful system of morality veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols. Okay. That 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 is like their Yeah, I was going to say it's that. Vague. That sounds like a very cryptic like mission statement, but that that's how they describe their organization as a whole? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah, that is very vague. It is vague. Very vague. And they originated kind of from like what you were saying earlier from stone masonry and guilds, which that's like a very um, working class skill set type of ideology. So like in that like yeah, it's almost like a precursor to a union, like um kind of like you would be apprenticing under a like a master stoneworker or something. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, and they still have this currently in different crafts, such as like metalsmithing. Most people who do metalsmithing professionally are in some type of metalsmithing guild. And that you might have, like, group meetings every so often and, like, you'll meet and, like, exchange ideas and stuff. So, in some ways, it's like being a part of a club. Yeah. Yeah, just... But kind of not. Just you and your your stoneworking yeah. bros broing down super hard. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I imagine it to be, <laughs> is that... Dude, I hit this rock so hard the other day. It was wicked, bro. It's so great. So good. Yeah. So their origins as the Freemasons goes back to the 13th century. 
I think that's oh where it traces back to. Holy so crap. So forever ago. Yeah, holy shit. They're all just fuck. Damn. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't have even necessarily thought that the idea of guilds went that far back. But this, it's just to clarify, this particular organization, maybe not in its like modern form, but in some sense went back that far. Yes. Damn. I know. It's a lot about the Freemasons we just don't really know about. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, most people have some sort of interaction with like the organization themselves before they actually join, which is usually at like some sort of social function. Like maybe, you know, someone who invites you to come or you're kind of interested and they have like a free event. So you go because you just want to learn more sounding a little more cultish but i got yeah you got to know someone to get in i, I know okay. yeah i i kind of am assuming that is how it works like like you kind of have to know somebody but maybe it's not like a deal breaker if you don't yeah well and like you said if it's a free event maybe it's it's at a certain point it's open to people you know because i mean like a an actual yeah. frat in college I, I think is open to anyone, generally speaking. Like, like I, I know a lot of times they, they function on, like, sponsorships. Like, you know someone and they yeah. they will give you a, a boost, so to speak, but it's not necessarily required. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just like, hey, the Freemasons are having a free event. Come on out. Hot dogs and hammers for everybody. Yeah, so I... I'm sure that is exactly how they do it. <laughs> Hot dogs and hammers. Exactly. <laughs> the H&H party. Um, they are not specific to any particular religion, which they're not necessarily like a religious organization, so that's not surprising. Yeah, I guess I would have assumed Catholicism of some sort, but, uh, interesting. Uh, most of them believe in a supreme being or some sort of version of a higher power. Hmm. I think they're generally monotheistic, but that's about as religious as it gets. Well, that's cool. So, I, I kind of would have expected they worshipped a, a series of progressively heavier hammers. And I could see that. Yeah, and maybe a pickaxe is like the top god of their of their uh, theism. That's very possible. I don't really know. They're pretty elusive. Yeah, me. yeah. I have heard that, that like, as publicly as they are known, there's not much known about them publicly. Yeah, which was actually interesting in one of the articles. It was, it kind of took me back to our story about the Manitou Spring witches oh. because the guy who was talking, he's like, oh yeah, like I'm in the Freemasons and he's like, they're everywhere. You just like aren't really looking and you don't know the right questions to ask. Ooh, that's intriguing. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, <laughs> am I supposed to just like run around and be like, are you part of the Freemasons? Can I join? <laughs> just, yeah, just everyone that that's around you. Every single person I know. Oddly enough, that same kind of thing hit me when I joined the postal service. I didn't really think about it, but like once I started working there, 
I started meeting a lot more people, especially like if I'm wearing a, a postal hat or a shirt or something and just kind of out yeah. of the woodworks more and more uh, like coworkers past or present are like, you know, just suddenly talking to me like, hey, you know, I, I carried mail in uh, wherever. Why is that a Minnesota for 25 years? And so, you know, I just suddenly realized they're everywhere, which makes perfect yeah. sense because, yeah, every single house gets mail service almost every single day. So there's obviously going to be many of them. That's true. And you don't survive from the 13th century this long without having quite a following. So I, I suppose that makes sense for the Masons yeah. as well. Yeah, they they've definitely got something figured out as far as like keeping things alive for that long. I respect it. If sure. you can do that, like, I feel like you could do a lot with the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if there's a, if there's any kind of real shadow government, it's, it's an organization like the Freemasons. It's the Freemasons. Mm -hmm. Which it's no surprise that with all the elusiveness that they are part of a lot of conspiracy theories oh for sure yeah so there i mean denver international airport mm, i think mm -hmm. pizza gate is one of them <laughs> that, yeah just that wouldn't surprise the me. freemasons in general they might even have something to do with like um QAnon. Mm, nobody really yeah. knows or at least like They're brought just, up in those circles, not necessarily even like part of it, but mentioned a lot. Yeah. Lizard They're people. Mentioned. They're all They're lizard connected. people, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm that's probably how you get in, is you have to be a lizard person. But do you Oh, but that's like another good question. Do you start as a human and become a lizard person, or do you have to be a oh. lizard person? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll have to delve into lizard people at some point. We will. We'll we'll look into the Freemasons and lizard people more. Perfect. I do actually want to know. Me too. <laughs> These are the hard hitting questions that only only a pair such as us can really figure out. I know. We can do it. I believe in us. There were a lot of Freemasons in Detroit in the 1920s, just because it was the thing to do, I guess. That's what people did. They joined the Freemasons. It's Detroit. We make cars and we break rocks. And we have awesome parties with uh, hot dogs and hammers. Come on out. Yeah. They also had a lot of money in Detroit at the time, like right before the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The big like car boom and everything. Yeah. So the temple itself was incorporated into the city of Detroit in 1894. Not like, not a spring chicken by any means. Just so that I know what that means. What does incorporated mean? I think that means it was built or like started being built okay oh uh, it was going. so they had two locations this was the first one. Oh, interesting so it the first one was built then so they kind of were built and kind of like associated with being in detroit all right 
Oh, incorporated. Yeah, I got you. So like the Masons already existed, but this is like when they were established in Detroit. I think so. I'm going to go with it. That that part was not really clear to me, so I don't really know. I will neither confirm nor deny. Perfect. That's that's right on par for this show. It really is. The first temple for the Freemasons in Detroit was built in the state of Michigan and was on First Street and Lafayette Boulevard, which I'm not from Michigan, so that means nothing to me. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that old district. Yeah. That area for all of our people from Detroit. What up? You're welcome. You're welcome. And they outgrew the building and then had to go somewhere else. Oh, wow. They're They're growing fast. Yeah. So they then purchased land on Temple Avenue, which is the name of the street currently, which at the time was Bag Street with Bag Street with two G's. Oh, my. Most Midwestern thing I've ever seen. Bag. Big. Yeah, okay. Like, it's on Bag Street. Although, admittedly, I was going to make a comment about damn people moving in and and having things named after them that weren't theirs, but I mean, Temple Street's better sounding than Bag Street. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, Temple Avenue sounds so much nicer than Bag Street. Bag. Bag. Oh, yeah, we bagged it. We bagged it hard. Wait, that's more. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm doing the wrong accent. That's, uh, whatever you're... Boston? <laughs> yeah, that's more Boston. That's okay. That's fine. The current temple is the largest Masonic temple. Oh, wow. Anywhere. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this building is so damn huge. They, mm. they got... This place has everything. Has They've got everything. a large cathedral, several chapels, two ballrooms, hotel facilities, a library, a drill hall, and a 4,000-seat auditorium. Wow. They have spotlights and sparkly lights and all sorts of things. It has everything you're going to need for a night in Detroit. They got the largest professional stage in the city. Mm. Wow. They rent that out to all sorts of people. Actually, do they have concerts all the time? Well, you know, Mason's got to make a buck somehow. I mean, you might as well. It, it's it's a huge building. Stefan approved. Stefan approved. I hope. I hope. I'd love that. Without a doubt, Stefan will be all over that. I hope so. It doesn't have like a fun name, like or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Like it's as just, usual. It's just the stage. The stage. The temple. The, oh, you know, that's actually not a bad club name. I, the temple. That's actually not. We have one here that's the church. Mm. Take me to church. Yeah. Was it it's, an old church? It was. They Hell have yeah. like beautiful stained glass windows. Yes. This club was designed to accommodate 40 Masonic lodges, which I assume is like you join a lodge. And I don't know how many people they have in each one. So 
Yeah, but yeah, so it's like subdivided maybe throughout the city or even the whole state, and then like you have your lodge, but then the Masonic Temple is everybody gets together for like large happenings. I kind of wonder if it's in the way that like churches work that each when you go to a church, you're part of a parish. But then like that's just like a sub organization within the church. Yeah. And like each priest is underneath a bishop, I think. And like that bishop, each bishop has their own like super awesome castle church or some shit. It's probably something like that where it's just one of their organizational units. It must be. I just don't know how it's like broken down or like what that means. Just that. It's within the organization, and that's, like, a group of people. If anyone listening happens to be a member of the Freemasons, uh, Please let us in. know. I'd yeah. love to learn more. Yeah, write in. Let us know. Uh, Gmail, peculiarpairingspod uh, at Gmail. Let yeah. us know. Let us know. We'd love to learn. We'd love to and learn maybe, more. And maybe they can get us in. But we are right. Can we join? I want to be know. in the club. Let us know. I do too. I want to work on masonry. <laughs> so this building has thousands of rooms. I have no idea how many rooms it has or anything like that. It's basically like its own castle. Yeah, it, it has looks like, yeah. It, I mean, it looks ways. like a castle. It has secret passageways. It has two towers. What more could you want? It's a castle, basically. Yeah, it's a a castle in Detroit. It is. I want to visit now. I do too. Just because I want to see it. And... Mm -hmm. Well, we'll we'll get into it. I'll talk about this more. Okay. A little later. I want to see it. I want to be it. I want to do it. The building was designed by George D. Mason. Shut up. His last name was Mason? I know. (laughs) That's so weird. The irony is, like, amazing in that he built this building and, like, designed it for the Freemasons, and his name is Mason. His lineage is so far-reaching back that, like, he's not just a Mason. He's a Mason. He is a Mason. Yeah, he's a double super secret Mason. He is. I'm sure that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. He broke ground on the temple on Thanksgiving Day in 1920. Oh, I'm sure his family was super happy about that. I'm sure. Really, dude? On Thanksgiving? Like, we don't have anything better to do? Come on. I got the turkey in the oven. I'm trying to clean the house, like... Come on. I'm not also cleaning. Yeah, I'm I'm not. I'm not doing this next year. I'm not cleaning a whole castle for everyone to eat. No, in the temple. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. (laughs) The first brick that was laid was with using a trowel. Which was the same exact one that George Washington used to set the cornerstone Of the Capitol building. Shut up! No way! I know. 
How is that even possible? It's the Freemasons. Anything is possible. Okay, that's I think the first. That's just the moral of the story is anything is possible with the Freemasons. I'm. I definitely believe it now. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, that thing itself must have just been that old. I'm sure it was like more of a symbolic thing. Like they're not going to use that antique to do the entire building, but Jesus, yeah. like, just that they even had it. Who saves a trowel? Well, I suppose if you're George Washington and you're laying the first brick. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, Whatever. It's I think it's definitely like way more symbolic and for sure, yeah. Than anything. The building was then dedicated six years later in nineteen twenty-six on Thanksgiving Day. So the whole six years leading up to it, they built it, and then they're like, you know what? We started Thanksgiving. We're ending Thanksgiving. Do the day. God damn it, Mason. I told you (laughs) I didn't want to do this. Yeah. And this building has been the largest Masonic temple in the world since 1939. When the Chicago Masonic temple was demolished. And I, I don't know what they did with that. They just, they killed they brought it. it. They brought it to Detroit. Well, that must be it. They they brought yeah. it to Detroit. They're masons. They know how to skillfully dismantle an entire building and then move it thousands of miles. And uh, well, okay, not thousands of miles, Detroit to Chicago, but you know what I'm saying. Long yeah. long distance. Yeah. And then rebuild it. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely capable of doing that. And there is an unfinished theater in one of the towers. Which, One of the towers can hold a theater? They're that large? I guess so. I, I'm i not, not sure. Theater. Yeah, I think it's definitely more of like a smaller theater. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's been used quite a bit in movies. Oh, no shit. One of the more iconic ones being Batman versus Superman. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wasn't that cool? That is cool. I don't know which part. I was just thinking that. Yeah, I'm like, what could it possibly be? I'm one of the few people who like that movie, so all right. I never saw that movie, so. It's all right. It's very long. It's, yeah, yeah. (laughs) One day. One day. One day I will get there. In 1950. And into the early 60s, the temple became less popular. Oh, no. I know. In the 60s, somehow, I figured it would have been more popular, just like because sort of a cult following. Or, well, yeah. yeah, just weird high college students being like, hey, let's go have sex in the tower, man. <laughs> they would, though. Yeah, making a bunch of like rock hard jokes and, you know. Oh, probably. Masons. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like that would be just what you do as a college student. For sure. For absolute. Well, although I suppose they're getting more into protesting and stuff. So maybe they see <laughs> organizations like that and as controlling the masses. I don't know. Whatever. Controlling they frivolous, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Fighting the power of the secret deep state stuff. Something like that. 
something so they're on a, Yeah, either way, they're on a decline and sad yeah, for the Yeah, they are. And it was a pretty gradual decline, so it's not like it happened really quickly and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Gotta get our numbers up, yeah. We messed up. Who? Oh, yeah, the temple Boy, almost went into foreclosure. Holy in shit, April they really messed 2013. up. Yeah, no, they really messed up. Okay. Damn. Um, like 50 years. Yeah. But yes, they did. The singer-songwriter Jack White swooped in Shut and up. Shut Yes, he <laughs> swooped in like like so... Batman. Yes, like Batman. Oh, my God. Just like swooped in like Batman and put down 142000 of the 152000 that was owed on the building. Well, okay. Not... He didn't like I... come in and completely save it. He's like, I will do most of that... the work. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume that they had already raised 10000 because... I feel Otherwise, like it probably did. It's, I mean, it's like saying, oh, you need 150? Well, here's 149. Well, it is. Why, not, why not just the last? You can, like, if, if, you've, yeah, if you've done 142, you can pitch in the last 10 grand. Yeah, I, I am assuming that they had the 10 grand already. Yeah, otherwise that just makes Jack White even weirder. I know. But the reason he did this was because the temple gave his mom a job as an usher when she was in need. Oh, shut up. Oh, I know. That's such a sweet story. So I guess just given the circumstances, he's like, well, like I can I can pay it forward. I'll help you out. He had trauma in his childhood. His he was being raised by a single mom. His name's Jack White. Rhymes with Dark Knight. Oh my God, he is Batman. Uh, All coming together. Found him. Found him. That I mean, that does that does work. He's an eccentric white rich guy. Yeah. Got to be Batman. Has to be. So, a lot of the rumors that you hear about the temple. Mostly having to do with how mysterious the Freemasons are is that it's haunted. Yes. Now now we're talking. It's a haunted building. And it's it's very vaguely haunted, too, which in a way is kind of frustrating. But it also is par for the course that as something associated with the Freemasons, it's haunted, but they're vague about it. Okay, I got you. Like, eh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Jack White is the ghost. He's oh, pretty. He is, he's pretty he pale. Everything. He he's, is he's just pretty all pale. of the things. Yeah, he is the ghost of Batman. Ooh, Dark hmm. Knight, indeed. Yes, the temple itself is located in an area where. There's just like all these other haunted buildings and they're all within like blocks of each other. What the hell? Detroit has like a haunted district? Yeah. Where all the ghosts just hang out? They they really do. So I wonder if 
with some of the hauntings, if ghosts are just like moving from like place to place, just like because they can. Well, you know, with the economic downturn, I mean, real estate and everything, rent in Detroit's just super cheap. So it, it's it's the best. It's the ideal place for a ghost. It kind of is, you know. Unless you're Jack White, they don't usually have a lot of money. You know, I mean, they they if they're going to yeah. be tied to a place, they don't want to have to pay a a hefty amount of rent. So it makes sense. Yeah, they just they just move around. I'm assuming because mm-hmm. again the. Information was a little vague. They're like, yeah, it's haunted. We're not telling you more, really. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Ironically, they're Freemasons, but their information is costly. It, the, it is. Like, yeah. do I have to give up, like, my firstborn? Is, like, is that the price we're talking? Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't deal with cash. They, they're, always, mm. they're like, we have enough money. Well, except for when we almost went bankrupt. But thanks to Jack White, we have lots of money. What we need are souls. It's the firstborn. We the need free, the firstborn. The firstborn. <laughs> That's what they need. We're just going to make up an entire backstory for all the Freemason. We're going to just make up all of our own conspiracies. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how they start. That's true. Wild rumors. I am well on my way. The truth. Yeah, um, we're well underway to making Jack White even more eccentrically famous. Hey, if this picks picks up and that's what people say about him, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I do have to break the news to you, though, that our our buddy Zach has not gone there. No, not haunted enough. Well, see, that's the problem, <laughs> Masons. You can't. You can't be that vague about it. You got, if you want someone as high profile as the Shire's own Baggins himself to come and, you know, bring more notoriety to your building, you gotta be releasing ghost stats. Yeah. It just tell us more. Yeah. That's all we need. And I think really he just like needs enough of a reason to go. And yeah. that, like, he doesn't need, like, a big one either. He, he just needs, like, enough. All he needs is that peculiar pairings push, and he'll be down to Detroit in no time. Oh, that would be the dream. Can you imagine that if, would be him, the dream? if cool. he listened to this? I would, be, I would lose my shit. Maybe if I tweet at him enough, it'll work. If I say, hey, you need to check out this place. Hey, you need to look at this. Yeah, please, exactly. Please investigate. <laughs> when it'd be like, oh, like, tell me more about it. Like, I just know it's haunted. Like, you should go. Hashtag free promotion. I mean. Hashtag the Shire loves you. <laughs> Hashtag the Shire loves you. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that would work, but we could try it. It's, yeah, it's either, it's either uh, infamy or lawsuit, so... I mean, we win either way, well, or we lose. I was going to say, I don't know if a lawsuit is winning. Right? I think, if anything, he would probably just, like, block us on Twitter. Yeah. And then we would just... No, and that, like, that would be it. We would just fade even further into obscurity. That's fine. But we would become ghosts, and then he would have to investigate us. Ooh. It is win-win. Son of a bitch. Damn. Didn't think about that. But despite the fact that he has not gone there, 
Hundreds mm. of ghost hunters do travel there every year. So it mm. it is being investigated, just not by Zach mm. and well, his sad. Ghost Adventures crew. One day. He'll Someday. get there. I hope so. Some of the most popular and most experienced activity are cold spots, doors opening and closing on their own, moving shadows, that feeling of being watched, you know, normal ghost stuff. Yeah. And just kind of generally creepy vibes. Just, yeah. The vibe just, is off. Uh, the vibes are off. Just a little weird. They're like, yeah. everybody gets in there and they're like, oh, I, f- I feel like Batman versus Superman was filmed here. Mm. <laughs> Ugh, creepy. They're usually when stories of it being haunted tend to like come out the most is during Halloween, of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. Of course. When, the ve- when the veil is thinnest. When the veil is thinnest. On the and 31st bags, of Halloween. When the veil is thinnest and Baggins comes to call. <laughs> he will be here and make them fall. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creating prophecy. Oh my god. It's a side hustle <laughs> I started. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of employees will say that they hear people, like, climbing the stairs to the roof. Yeah, people. Like people, people go to the roof sometimes. I don't know if they just like haven't checked if it's like actual people or if they're just like, it just sounds like it, but the doors are locked. Ooh, the Mm. ghosts have keys to the doors and they They lock them when they go through. (laughs) Actually, funny uh, antidote for that is uh, Gabriel was over the other night and we were watching... Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. And as like we're sitting on the couch, he just stops and he goes, is there someone walking around upstairs? Ooh. I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably our ghost, Eugene. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, it's just a ghost. It's fine. It's it's just our ghost. It's fine. Well, because Ashley was at work, so I'm like, as far as I know, no one's there. It's just the ghost. He likes to walk around. He loves loves that movie. Yeah. He's pissed because he's stuck in the upstairs and he can't watch that movie. Who doesn't want to watch Men in Tights? I mean, I don't know if Eugene would have liked Men in Tights. I I don't really know. He was in like his 80s. He loves that line, Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Nah, man. He loves that. Nah, dude. man. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe he got to watch it with us. I, I honestly don't know. But if he was upstairs, he definitely wasn't watching. Oh, well, he's he, got a pace. He, yeah, he's avoidant. It's fine. <laughs> so going back into our lovely Mason architect, George D. Mason. George D. Mason. We're, we're going to talk about him a little bit because he is one of our ghosts. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Little Georgie. Yeah. Little Georgie. Double secret Mason ghost. Do-do-do. Do-do-do. 
didn't. <laughs> so George Mason was born in Syracuse, New York in 1856. Wow. Yeah. And not much to say about that. In yeah, Syracuse, 1870, right. his family moved to Detroit. Weird. Yeah, that's that's just kind of that history. Cool. <laughs> he was in New York, and then they moved. <laughs> Big whoop. So far, awesome, awesome story. Yes. He began George. working for Hugh Smith, a local architect, in 1875. Yeah. And then quickly switched to the um, company of Henry T. Bush. So I was like, yeah, not feeling this, going to someone else. And I want to say he worked for Henry T. Bush for like a long while. Okay. So he just, he just, he liked the Bush that much. He just had yep. to stick with it. He did. Fair enough. Yeah. And as he was building the temple, he overdid it a little bit on the spending and the construction was slowly but surely causing bankruptcy. Is this the leader of the company or Mason himself? I think Mason himself. Oh, wow. So before he wait, do you, do you know when he became a Mason? I mean, aside from being named Mason? I have no idea. Perfect. I just know that as he was doing it and building everything, he was overspending and causing shame because he <laughs> was either bringing himself or the Freemasons into bankruptcy. Ah, either way, not a good okay. situation. He's the reason for the downturn. Nice. The but slow he also, downturn. But he's also responsible for bringing Jack White in. So, you know, good hey. and the bad. Yeah. Yeah. So because of all the shame and the bankruptcy, his wife left him. Oh. And completely distraught. He committed suicide by jumping off the 210-foot building. Oh, my God. And... Now people report seeing him climb up the stairs to the roof to his death. Sometimes he's closing windows. Sometimes he's like stealing items to like take with him. <laughs> Your pencil's mine. Or he's taking stuff and like hiding it as he's like going up the stairs, which oh, I think is like actually really funny. Yeah, he's like a squirrel. Yeah, or he's just like. This is over here now, and like this will be over here. It's like someone, you're just rearranging the furniture as he walks right. up the stairs. Some, someone goes to lunch, and as he's passing by, he's like, Ooh, "The stapler was on the right side of the desk, but I have moved it to the left." Ha ha! Mason away. <laughs> like the most annoying ghost ever. Why is it that that just makes me think of like Adam West? <laughs> Every time he moves something, a cartoonish word pops up in front of him. Bam. He says, bam, bam, or, yeah, or slide, or paperclip. <laughs> You're like, Gosh. why? Why the paperclip one? Like, what? I will like, disrupt what? this office if my name isn't Mason. 
I was trying yeah. to do Adam West. I don't think I quite got it, but anyway. I, I understood what you were doing. Okay, good. It's a good, thought good, that good. counts. You know, it's surprising Superman didn't save him as he committed suicide. You'd expect... Uh, if, you would expect. You know, that's where the, yeah, and Superman can travel through time, so even if they filmed that movie decades later, he can mm-hmm. fly fast enough to come back and save Mr. Mason, but he didn't. And that just proves what... Uh, what Lex Luthor was saying all along that he is truly a villain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little Superman lore for everybody out there. Yes. So it is also believed that his fall could have been unintentional and that he was trying to finish the roof and could have slipped and fallen off. Oh, I, I was thinking murder. Not not just just a yes by Adam West. Oh, yeah, Yeah. the chills, chills. But how did he get here from Gotham? We don't, we don't know, Mayor Adam West. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, Adam West, I do have to break it to you. Mm-hmm. This was not the real story. <gasps> Shut up, scandal. I know. He actually died in his um, apartment building, just like at home being old. <laughs> oh, okay. So it doesn't involve him. him so oh, okay. <laughs> no, so but he his death isn't included. the place. Oh, I'm, no, I'm sure he, he does. Because yeah. he there uh-huh yeah no that's uh-huh sure yeah because ghosts are known for haunting places that they didn't die that's ghosts always work that way yeah that, that is 100 percent how that works sometimes bullshit they first of all you don't become a ghost if you died like successful well-known uh and comfortably at home I mean, maybe you do, but you're going to suddenly go back to work every day in your afterlife and just move pencils around. I call bull. And then why would he go up to the why would he go up to the roof? He didn't fall off the roof. Why would he go to the roof? And I mean, just like, why not? If you're a ghost, like, why not go to the roof? You can't die. You, know, you can't, like, fall off and get and, like, die from it. You're already dead. Hey, you know what? That's maybe the best defense I've ever heard. Why the fuck not? That's true. <laughs> He's thinking, you know what? I, n- I never, I never went all the, all the years I was alive working on this building. I never went up there. And now I go up every day. I make a point of it to go up every day. I love it. The view's amazing. The breeze is nice. Should have come up here when I was alive. Probably why is that right there? I think you got me. I, I think that's absolutely correct. Yeah. They, they do have other ghosts and, Actually, ghost hunters did visit, and I, for the life of me, could not find their episode. Mm. But they did visit, and they did gather evidence of a few different apparitions. So, a few different ghosts, which I think depending on what exactly you're capturing, either you're getting... If it's audio, it's different voices. And if you actually do get like full figure shadows, they'll like you can tell the difference between like if it is a man or a woman, like based on general body shape. 
Yeah. In that men usually have like the broader shoulders and they're a little taller. And they notice that sometimes pencils get moved around and staplers are not where they were previously placed. Yeah, I I don't know if people like actually see him. Cuz like that does happen where people actually will see like a full body apparition and they're like don't they don't always know it's like a ghost until later. Yeah, those are actually my favorite stories where like the the supposed ghost is so convincing that they think it's just a real person and then they look again and suddenly they're gone. Like I feel like uh if ghosts were to exist, somehow I feel like that would be the most realistic one. I, I don't know why that makes sense to me, but that is the one that is like my favorite. Just because in a way it's also kind of Got a bit of that, like, trickster element yeah. to it, and that it's like, right. I'm actually not real, like, haha. Yeah, 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 in a week, like, even if they're not doing that on purpose, like, they're locked in some kind of memory from when they were alive or whatever, and they're just going through the motions, they're not necessarily intentionally trying to trick you, but it's the idea that they are so convincingly alive that the the witness is like lulled into a sense of security. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. they just disappear. And they're like, well, where did that person go? And yeah. like, the, yeah, they're like the only explanation is that they were a ghost. The, I think the other one that also gets me is when you have a full body apparition, but then they actually like interact with you. Yeah. Whether it's, they like say something to you or even something as simple as like waving at you. Like, you know that they have then acknowledged you. Yeah. My, my favorite one is, uh, and I'm sorry to whomever, I don't remember who the actor is, but a, a very famous actor from like the sixties or seventies, something like mm -hmm. that. Um, I believe, or maybe it was even in the eighties. They, they went to an audition and they uh, felt it didn't go very well. And, Aww. oh, or am I conflating the run? Anyways, it's about a person who went to a job interview of some sort. Uh, I believe it was an audition. Felt it didn't go very well. Um, went to a bar and were kind of drinking their sorrows away. And I believe it was, uh, of all people, uh, Frank Sinatra comes into the bar, gets himself some Jack Daniels, sits right next to the guy. And they start having a full on conversation and the guy goes, Hey, uh, you should really go back there and just check in with them. Just see, you know, maybe it went really well. And as it, and he took the guy's advice, went to the, uh, back to the office just by happenstance, the guy that they had hired. So like he, he ultimately didn't get the job, but he decided yeah. to go back. The guy that they had hired, um, turned out to be some kind of criminal and was like already stealing from the company or something like that. So they, Oh my God. Him. Yeah. They, so they got rid of him and he just showed up at the perfect time. Like right after that, that job opened up again. And Ooh. so they hired him on the spot and he ran back to the bar to thank, uh, Frank Sinatra and he was gone. And they're like, you idiot. Frank's been dead for 20 years or whatever. <laughs> That's am, pretty funny. I, know for a fact I am getting so many details of that story wrong, but okay. it was, but yeah, I just remember finding it very uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I will say, although there haven't been many detailed ghost encounters, I I hope that people visit more and we start to hear more about it. Yeah. I, do you I mean particularly do you mean particularly visiting the Masonic Temple? Or do I you mean like visiting the Masonic Temple and then just like other ghost stories in general? Because I I find it very intriguing. Yeah. I I uh, think it's I still don't believe any of it, but I would love to be proven wrong. I I would love hey. to be visited by ghosts. I think it'd be awesome. Hopefully they're not assholes, you know. I think most of them are not. Well, but nice. I mean, I cannot speak for all ghosts. So and speaking, I mean, of I can't speak for any of them. So going back to the temple, there does seem to be a few rooms that like will draw people in just for whatever reason. One of the, the blog that I mentioned earlier, the ghost files from the mitten, they, the author was talking about how they visited and they kept all wanting to go back to this one room just because they're like something about this room. I just want to be in here and I don't know why. Interesting. Which I don't know if it's just because it was a room that women weren't really allowed to go in. The men's bathroom. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I have just gone into the men's bathroom because I'm like, I am not waiting anymore. Oh, I, I wasn't sure where that sentence was going when it started. <laughs> I, I, I won't deny I've had to do that many times, like especially when I'm at work, I'm out on my route and, you know, we You're don't like, have regular. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, like I literally have five or ten minutes of like a break in which to stop delivering yeah. and just race to the bathroom. And so, yeah, it's like you get there and there's like a line of dudes and it's like, I, I literally do not have time to wait. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. So I, I would say it's probably not the men's bathroom because like, I mean, there's nothing exciting in there. We all know there that. Is. Yeah. In, in unless, most bathrooms, there's nothing exciting. No, it's uh, a bathroom. Unless, unless you're super intrigued by the inner workings of urinals, but they're usually just gross no. and dumb. So, yeah. 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 So I think it's more, I think it's a little bit of both that maybe there is some sort of like energy into the room and having the other air of mystery of like, oh, this is for men only. And you're like, yeah. I want to know. What's going on in there? What are they what talking about? It? What is it? <laughs> I think that. That is partly why people feel drawn to that room, but I've never been there, so I could not tell you from any of my own personal experience because I don't know. And that—that's basically it. That's well, it, it is certainly enough to wet my whistle in wanting to while away the hours in the. Uh... In windy Detroit. Yeah. I would love to visit and see. I mean, if nothing else, just the architecture of that place. It looks phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Just to look at the building 
I'd go. That was my favorite part of uh, I, I worked in the at the Supreme Court uh, building in in St. Paul for a while uh, of Minnesota. And I I just forget how beautiful, like older style buildings are. And so yeah. that's one of the things I missed the most from that job is just walking into this gorgeous, like like super high ceilings with a lot of cement and marble and pillars and stuff and really big old style wooden doors and. You just uh, you just don't see that in like more modern offices. You don't. And as much as I like modern architecture, I like it more in that I like modern furniture, but I like the look of old buildings. Yeah, I was just talking about this the other day. Like when I was in college, we we actually had a house for a few years that was relatively old Mm -hmm. uh it was kept up really well and had like really nice hardwood floors but my only complaint was we we had a lot of the doors in the house were old style doors with these really ornate doorknobs and and literal skeleton key well not literal skeleton keys but the old style skeleton keys and they they still work oh it was so cool they still worked you could take them and log but my only complaint was they were the original ones and as cool as that is, at a certain point, things just break and stop working. And so they were often yeah. kind of loose and and a lot of the skeleton key locks didn't work anymore. So it's like, I would love to have this, but just recreated with modern tech because I love the yeah. look of it and the kind of feel of it. But I just I just want it to be I want it to work. You know, I yeah. want it to look cool. I'd love to have an old skeleton key style thing, but I want it to function properly. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing where I'm kind of like, maybe I'm not, like, I'm more like modern, like, doorknobs and handles, but I do really love the look of, like, skeleton keys because they're really beautiful. They really are. But I also like to not feel like if I turn the doorknob, it's either going to break off in my hand or it's going to just like break in general because you're like, it's so old. Yeah. The number, the number of movies I've seen where either, either a comedy or like a thriller where they get locked in a room because the doorknob pops off. I never, ever want to experience that. No, 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 no. I, I do not. That sounds horrible to me. Yeah. Although I have been in places where like one of the knobs broke off and either the entire thing falls apart so you wouldn't get locked in anyway, or it simply reveals the mechanism that you can use to like pull the latch out. So Um, I've also been disillusioned to the idea that generally if the knob breaks off, it doesn't lock you in. So, but eh, it's a movie thing. What are you going to do? I mean... Oh gosh, I I actually do kind of have a story about oh, no kidding. getting locked in a room because of like a doorknob. Um I can't remember if the doorknob for Sydney's room was acting up at the time or if we had just replaced it. And yeah. it was one of the times Sammy was visiting us. And she got locked in Sydney's room <laughs> and like we couldn't get the door to open. The knob like was not working. Like we tried everything. She had to 
climb out of the window and use like the emergency fire ladder to get out of the room. Oh my god! (laughs) I've never heard about that. No. What the hell? Yeah. Um. Was was she was on like the second floor? Yeah. So um. Technically, it was the third floor, but you know, with uh, where it was like a split Sydney's, level thing. Yeah, where yeah, Sydney's yeah. room was, she would have just had to go down one floor to be on like the main level, and wow. in the backyard was like ground level. Right, right, but yeah. still, oh my god, I know <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> so I mean, maybe modern doorknobs are not the way to go. Maybe we need the older. Stuff Maybe. because that it will actually just break apart and you can get out. You know, this is why we need Freemasonry in more uh, buildings because their doorknobs it never is. break. Yeah. yeah that, there's one thing Masons. Yeah. If there's one thing I'm sure of, it's that Masons are known for their sturdy doorknobs. Absolutely. So and you can. Yeah, you can quote me on that for sure. Yeah, that is that is our story for you this week. It's it's a little shorter. But well, I, I figured that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It uh, we had a kind of a short one last week. It's yeah. a little meatier, but uh, I liked it. I I know a bit more about Mason Freemasons than uh, than I did before. Yeah. In terms of our pairings, I gotta say the uh, the drink I still think was was kind of the star for this week. Oh, uh, I, I would agree. Yeah, I gotta give it a I ten. Fish food, but I agree. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I, the The one thing that was linking the drink was that it was supposed to be on ice, so on the rocks. Uh, you know, rocks. That, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, I did blessed. actually put ice in my drink, which I don't do like a ton. Oh yeah, I I just don't like ice. <laughs> what? Do you? I, I do have to ask for a bit more specifics now. Do you not like how it waters down a drink or you just don't like cold? You don't like the or just the ice like against your lips or something? Um, it's it's a little bit of a few things, actually. Um, I don't like when it waters down my drink. Yeah. When it's when it's alcohol, it's like a little different because some things like that's it's meant to do that. Right, right. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, I tend to like, especially if I'm drinking something yeah. essentially straight, like if I'm just going to drink a couple shots of brandy or something, I always put it over ice because I like yeah. that as it cools down, it waters it slightly and and yeah. kind of improves the flavor, I think. But yeah, with drinking something straight, like it's kind of more meant to like drink it on the rocks versus just yeah. drinking it. But yeah, for soda so and stuff, I yeah, for soda and stuff, I unless I'm going to be leaving, like like if I'm at a restaurant and I can just get bottomless drinks or whatever, I'll I'll usually ask for no ice because it comes out of the fountain cold anyway. Yeah, and I just have, and I've like always had this. I have sensitive teeth, so I just don't like cold stuff. Like I. Sure. I think it's really weird when people bite ice cream. Oh, yeah. it's, it seems it's just like a really weird move for me. So okay. like watching people do that, I'm like, do you have a death wish? 
I definitely do you hate yourself like a little bit? (laughs) I definitely Just because my experience, it's not fun. I can imagine. Yeah, I I guess I hadn't really thought of that, but I usually do it not even so much because I want to eat it more quickly, but I have a weird sort of like anal retentive need to keep the ice cream inside the like circumference of the cone. So when Ah. they, I appreciate when they like really pile it onto a cone at an ice cream shop, but I immediately start like sort of biting the edges of the ice cream to keep it like inside the cone for some reason. Okay. Yeah. I don't don't know. But then at that point I'll do more licking than biting. Yeah, I just, I've just always had sensitive teeth. Like, I've never been able to do that. So for right, for me, it's a little bit of like I just don't like cold stuff. Like for that reason, but yeah, it just like especially me. yeah, especially when drinking directly from like the brim of a glass rather than with a straw. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, but I did drink this one on the rocks and it was good. Nice. Yeah, I think I think it was it was perfect that way. It, it gave just a little bit of watered downness. Um it but good it either way. Tasted, yeah, it still tasted really good. I personally would give Rocky Road and I'm realizing now I don't know if I've ever had it. Oh. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of nuts and ice cream. And I'm yeah. also not really that much of a like marshmallow fan outside of s'mores. <sighs> I love marshmallows. I have a problem. Really? Okay. <laughs> I like you'll, I you'll buy a bag. I consume marshmallows all the time. I don't no, like. I <laughs> usually buy it when I'm like, I want some hot chocolate. I'm like, marshmallows would yeah. be nice. But I actually do really like them, which is partly why I don't buy them because I would just <laughs> eat them all the time. But so so <laughs> like. Not not that you necessarily do this, you know, again, but like hypothetically, you could just like pour some marshmallows into a bowl and just eat them alone as a snack. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's too sweet for me. I don't think I I will usually eat one or two right out of the bag, like right when I open them, either for hot cocoa or or s'mores or something. Um, I didn't mind them in this ice cream, but it's. I don't know. Something about it's—it's it's not a perfect mix for me. I'm—I'm I'm definitely gonna finish the tub just because I like ice cream or not tub. Yeah. But whatever pint I got. The pint. Yeah, but um, I—I'd I'd give it a five. It's not—it's uh, not a flavor for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give the drink a ten because I—I loved it because I don't think I gave it an actual rating. And <laughs> the ice cream one because I just really like Ben and Jerry's. It's solid ice cream. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not a huge fan of having nuts in ice cream, just like at all. That's why I went with their fish food, which is the same thing. Just without the nuts, they put like uh, little pieces of chocolate shape or yeah. Chocolate. That's like a fish. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. They put little fish in it. So it looks like. They're they're swimming in it. Nice swimming in chocolate. I Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that would have been and I think it also might have been a better pairing for the drink. Something about like more chocolate to me seems like it would be a better pair for the Kahlua and Coca-Cola. It's is pretty good. And I 
I'm going to say Ben and Jerry's for their, this ice cream. I'd probably give it like a nine. Nice. All right. And I say that because I feel like nothing is ever going to be like the slow churned at home type of ice cream. Oh, there's just yeah. like something so good about it. But it's good ice cream and I am happy. Yeah, it seems like the the freezer bought stuff never quite uh, yeah. compares to f- like fresh churned, e- even even mm-hmm. like a, like at a Cold Stone Creamery or something where they make it every day and it's just delicious, perfect yeah. perfect consistency and creaminess. Mm. Little Man's ice cream is like one of my favorite places here currently. Little Man's, I've never heard of that. Is it is it like a small chain or is it one local yeah, shop? It's- it's a smaller chain, I think. I don't know how big they are there. They've got a few places like sporadically, but I know they have one here in Denver. And then they have one in Fort Collins. And then I think they have a few other locations, but not like a ton of them. Well, if you ever, I'll have to check that out if, I, if I'm in the area. If you ever yes. get up to... uh uh to have an opportunity to, to scope out the places around Plymouth. Um, like you and grandma go out on a, on a, on an afternoon, uh, to find some good ice cream, go to Plymouth and look up honey and Mackey's. Honestly, maybe some of the best ice cream I've ever had. It's in particular, their salted caramel peanuts. Ice cream is unbelievable. They they make everything in house, and if, as I recall, it was um, a husband and wife who both already had successful careers doing other things, and just for whatever reason had a dream of opening an ice cream shop, and they Aww. did like yeah they did like ten years ago, and they named it after their their two sons' nicknames, and it's still Aww. going. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out next time I'm in Minnesota. For sure. It's very good. Yeah. Shout out to Honey and Mackey's. Everybody go get it. Yes. Try it out. But with that, I think uh, I think that is pretty much the end. If uh, if anybody it wants is. to email us complaints and make me cry, you can email us at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com or yell at us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod or uh, Instagram at peculiarpairingspod. Yeah, we are still waiting for people to do that for us. I'm I'm waiting for someone to just pull the trigger and decide, right. yes, yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. Or you yeah, can I've... just send us general mean tweets about other people. We'll read them yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I'll read any tweet. It doesn't have to be at me. Or about us and just like wanting to make me cry. You can be trying to make other people cry too. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you can also send us encouraging things. We do accept that as well. In case that was not, you know, something you thought we would accept. (laughs) We do accept that. But yeah, we'll read anything. That's fine. Well. Not anything. Not not anything. Most things. Most things. We don't need a lot of dissenters and haters and but you know like i said uh, while saying that try to make me cry that's fine <laughs> i'm kind of all over the place with it but anyways we we do have some boundaries so come on some but uh, i guess with that thank you everybody for listening and yeah. we will see y'all next week 
Yes. Do you know what the uh, the topic will be for next time? Yes. I'm actually going to share a few topics because I got a few fun ones coming up that I'm really excited about. Oh, hell yeah. So next week we have Ada Lovelace. Following that, we're going to talk about celebrities faking their own deaths. Oh, that's cool. We're going to also talk about Europe's 18-month winter. Whoa, what? I know. And we're actually then going to revisit Elmer Wayne Henley from when we talked oh. about Dean Coral, the candy Oh, man. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His accomplice. We're going to talk about him. So that's some of the stuff we have coming up. So, you know, be on the lookout for those. Nice, man. You're busy. I know. Well done. I have a whole list of topics and it just keeps growing. Well, good. Please please send us any suggestions you have. We will take them. We'd I'd love them. (laughs) Any. We're dying here, people. Any help you can provide is very much appreciated. If if you're a ghost, if you're a ghost, please email us. We want to talk to you. Yes, email us, ghosts, please. Email. All ghosts, just in general. You know that's email. what G- that's what Gmail actually stands for is ghost mail. Ghost mail. Yeah, and we're on it. Yes. So. Yep. Well, until next time, listeners. Thanks and goodbye. <laughs>